Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue. I'm delighted to be joined by the last man to lift the anglo Celt Cup for Cavan. It was back in 1997. It's Stephen King. Stephen, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Pleasure, Damien. Um, I suppose, Stephen, maybe we'll, we'll take a few minutes and, and just look back over what was a, a, an unbelievable career as a footballer in Cavan. It had very much highs and lows over... Uh, you were telling me 1979 was your very first game so that's a, uh, an 18-year career at county senior level Yeah, I've been, we might not have much to show for it Damien but uh, totally enjoyed it my great friends uh, it was, everything about it was very special You know, it's, when I had to eventually give up it was like losing an arm for about 12 months just to you know, find your feet again that you weren't packing the bag and out three or four nights a week to train or going to the match of a Sunday even though you still went to the match but in a different context um, but no, I, I wouldn't. Obviously, you like to have won stuff, but it's not all about winning. Certainly, you elected glory days, but you know, I'd I'd really good time. Enjoyed the entire process. I don't tell you, club and county, and you know, I suppose the, the club was very special as well. And it was always great to go back to the club, and you know, I'd like to see more of that now in the present day. Actually, that you know, that there's more club football going ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll we'll just go back at the very start. You were telling me just off air there. Your very first game for Cavan was nineteen seventy nine um, against Mead, was it? It was a challenge match in in Kells uh, against Mead. Yeah, good opening match for a young fella. And what time uh, of year was that? Um, uh, I could tell you later, but it was, it was late. It was September. Yeah, around September October time. So it was um, in anticipation of the upcoming league. Andy Feeney was the county secretary at that time, and he, he actually brought me to the match. The, I had the, the pleasure of having wheels at that stage. <laughs> you were still very young, though. You were only yeah, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, yeah, 18 years 18 18 minor, yeah. And so you, you were on the, the, the county panel from then all the way through to 97. Yeah, I suppose Cavan football has been very good to me. I had two years under 16, I had two years minor, at three years under twenty one and I joined the senior team just out of minor so yeah. It was non stop for eighteen or whatever years but it was really, really good time. I suppose we had in under sixteen and minor it was a it was a long time playing but it was a, a hell of a an enjoyable long time. 
Yeah, Jesus, oh, definitely. As I said, there was ups and downs. I suppose the start of the ups was in 1983. You reached the Ulster final. Yeah, we got to the Ulster final in '83, and uh, I suppose from my own perspective, I, it was I was disappointed at time because I'd, I went through a, a league campaign and I'd been on the starting fifteen all the time, and then uh, when the league was over, there was a lot of. I'll say the older generation were back into the pack and I kind of lost my place and that I've no I've no bother with that I suppose it was the disappointment at the time but you know Donegal we we could have beaten them that day it was a huge disappointment and you know the Cavan support is unreal and and you went through the them emotions with them as well and you know unfortunately Donegal you know they, they took us that day but they didn't they, they didn't go much further I'm not saying Cavan would have but it was a huge opportunity in 83 to, to win an Ulster title I didn't think we were waiting as long to get to a final never mind trying to win one yeah, and, it, and it was an extremely long time to get back to the final. It was, it was at that stage the longest gap for Cavan to ever have gone without participating in the final. That's since been bridged even further, but it was 12 years until 1995 when he next played in the final. Yeah, and we went through um, a barren spell of, of meeting tougher opposition and then being caught in the hop because at that stage obviously it was knockout and we were beaten in the first round so we didn't get a second bite at the cherry you know and um, people were saying I used to enjoy uh, we, we'd used to go off to drink we'd say or if, mind yourself from Easter Monday on that'd be the end of it you know and we'd say well we're not going to have another one until the championship's over and the lad used to say that not be very long <laughs> so you know the, that kind of carry on and on but look it's uh, yeah we were caught too often and you know, I suppose that we actually had really, really good teams, and you know, uh, the caliber of the player at that time, like Paddy McNamee, Derek McDonald, Jim Riley, you know, you could name Manny Donald Donahoe, a huge selection of top class players. Like you take the Kingsford lads of Faulkner and Dillons, and to me, like they'd mix it with the best. And you know, hindsight's a brilliant thing, but we really should have been get more out of the panel that we had you know and the way they could exploit the wares at, at club level like we certainly should have been getting more yeah from 19 if I'm right from 1987 through to 1994 95 to that your particular team didn't win a single championship game in those seven years until you could be right Damien I wouldn't be good in the history but yeah it was a huge barren spell that time and, and yeah, we yet were, always division one yeah we're having great league runs and that and you know we've done extremely well in the league and it was played at different times as well which I thought was a good idea we used to play three or four matches pre-Christmas and then there was the, obviously the break and then you went back ahead in, in February but you kind of knew where you stood or what you had to do after the first three or four and we actually did quite well in the league but we couldn't transform it then into the championship you know and like in, in 92 like we really had a good run at Donegal and possibly should have beaten them in, in Breffney Park but uh, I would have no bother saying that we wouldn't have went on to win the Iron like, in fairness to Donegal they had a, a super team and a, they made strides after the beat us in the replay and the best comprehensively down in Bally Buffet. Yeah, well, that, that day in 92, I, I remember distinctively Damien Riley scoring two superb points, but it, Cavan were within touching distance of beating the eventual All-Ireland champions. Aye, we probably should have won it that day because Damien swung his leg at the ball and, and it went over the bar and were a point ahead and I think uh, Donegal either got a free or a 45, I stand correcting it, but it couldn't be free and, and we marching took it off the ground and put it over. Well, you had to take it off the ground in them times. Yeah, you know? phenomenal stuff. Another memory I have of, of your playing era was my, my first communion day in 1988 
you took on Monaghan down in Clovis. I must have been a minor that time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I remember I remember being marched out of the church down for something quick to eat and then down mm. to Clonus to to watch it and and sitting on the hill in Clonus. But uh, coming very very close to beating a, a very good Monaghan team that day as well. Yeah, um, look, we had a lot of good runs with it with Monaghan. I think it was eighty seven. Then they came back to place in championship. Uh, they after um, was it eighty five to won the league, beat Leash. No, Leash, was it Leash one? Whatever, any of it, bad at the years. But anyway, Monaghan was very hot to, to win the Ulster Championship. We had them in Breffney Park, and uh, we got a huge victory that day. That was a huge starting point for us that day. You know, um, but look, when you're playing Monaghan, it's like every local derby. It really takes out the best in you, but the Ulster Championship brings out the best in everybody. Yeah, definitely does. Moving on then to to ninety seven, but after ninety five, I suppose mm. there there was a bit of belief in the squad. There was, you know, you had a crop of young players coming through. Ninety six is on the twenty one team, and then ninety seven with Martin McHugh and everything. What changed on the on the Cavan panel in those three years that that gave you the belief and maybe that that pushed it on? Well, I'd say the main the main factor in it, it obviously was the the young fellas coming through was a huge benefit, but I'd say also there was a few out stagers left with a little bit of experience, they'd be good or bad, and uh, you know the Peter and Larry and Jason and all those guys kind of gelled in, but you know you had Patrick Shield and you know Jerry Shorten, all mature guys that was also there, and obviously you had Damien and Ronan and Finton. You know, we had a good mix, we had a good blend, um, and that is very hard to get. You know, I suppose there for a number of years, just averting a bit, that Kevin had a lot of young players, but they hadn't any old stock, we'll say, for the want of a better word. So we actually had a good mix at that time. I was fairly confident. I'm not saying we'd have won an Ulster title within those years, but I knew we would do well, because we, we had actually really good defenders, mm-hmm. middling in the middle of the park, but then McCabe came along and... and you know, then we had forwards that could score. And at that time, you know, the ball had to be kicked off the ground, so Ronan Carlin was exceptional. Peter then could take the awkward ones maybe from, from the left or the right-hand side being left forward. So, you know, we had a good mix of talent. Yeah, and it, and it was... You, it, it, maybe other managers would have come in and looked at the previous seven years and said, I need to clear out everybody. But uh, Martin McHugh didn't do that. He held on to the experience... Which was so so badly needed because, as you say, alluded to there, Cavan for the last for a few years gone by there, the ch- the, the panel seemed to be a rotating door all the time. Yeah, and that that is never that is never good, um, and obviously there was probably no need for it. I, I think there's always need for change when you're not doing terribly well, and I, I think the influx of the young lads coming into the the senior panel was huge to Kevin at the time and they were able to get their places on merit you know mm-hmm. you, had, you had really Larry and Peter nobody were, I don't want to keep naming names but they, they were getting their, their place in the team you, you know you were very steady like you had a very strong centre half in Morris you know reason in the middle of the field a full back was strong so you right up the field and like, even from the goalkeeper like Paul Dowd was a really really good goalkeeper really good shot stopper and a really good kick out so you know from 1 to 15 and really from 1 to 20 Cavan had a, a reasonably, you know, quality panel. It had a bench too. You you, yeah. you mentioned it there. Like I think Mickey Graham, Jason Riley starting on the yeah. bench. Like there was some serious quality there as well, and you need that. You need. You're not going to win. Fifteen never won anything, Jimmy. Yeah. I, I don't think it ever will. Just it, it was uh, pointed out to me today. I was telling um, Paul Fitzpatrick that she was going to be interviewing you, and he was he was just saying that 
he remembers and, and and when he mentioned it it came back very clear when you were lifting the anglo Celt Cup I think your last sentence was the anglo Celt Cup is coming home and it was the greatest cheer I think I've ever heard in my entire life but was was the speech something you planned or did you No I, I never tempted fate as to plan something that didn't write anything out um, you know um, yeah, obviously you had some little things in the back of your mind um, but the Anglo Celt is in Cavan, so it wasn't hard to pick that one up. The peace process was actually starting the same week uh, as that, and all those things that kind of came to you. But yeah, the Anglo Celt coming home, not saying it was pre prepared, but it was something that would be in your head, yeah. And it, it, it was, was premeditated. It was actually, yeah, but it was, I never had anything written down, or no, I had no, there was no speech written out. And, and actually, do you know, I wasn't nervous at all. Once I got my hands on it, it kind of. Like being sitting on the bar, I kind of flowed at me. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it went well. It's amazing too. I I often think back. I, I was at the Ulster final for the last few years, and to see a, a huge sea of people in front of you, you know, what did it mean to you lifting the Anglo Celt Cup for the first time for Cavan in so many years and seeing such joy in front of you, thousands and thousands of people. Well, the euphoria, even to get to the steps to get up to lift the cup was unbelievable and you could know, them few seconds slash minutes to look down at the crowd and you know the sea of blue was unbelievable like they just came off the hill like a stampede which is marvellous like, and, and funny enough in my playing career not moving away from me our question is that Cavan have huge support like I, I'd be at, remember playing league games and you know you're talking about seven, ten thousand at league matches you know because did a huge following in those years but you know once we got to the final like the, the Heroes were standing in the back of your neck from the quarter-final stage. Like we were played in the semi-final in Clonus, same thing. Totally for it. Totally clapping on the back, and I think it's great for any young fella to experience that. And you know, I was a bit muzzled or muffled, or whatever you want word when he was going up to. Like I even forgot, you know, you're supposed to say something Irish. You know, I just got grabbing the cup and into saying a few words. You know, but when you look out at the crowd that particular day. It was unbelievable. Like we came back, we're on the bus, obviously, uh, coming back, and it, you know, we're going straight to Cruskies. The donor was doing the meal in Cruskies. We couldn't get through Butler's Bridge, just where the football pitch is. Yeah. The crowd was about 10,000 there. The bus had to stop. Off we got and into Con Smith's for 20 minutes, and eventually the traffic and people had moved and we got, it got away. It's got away yeah, but the pitch that day, the original crowd, was unbelievable. Like, and I have photographs of it and, and looking down at it, like it's. Scenery blue is you never seen the like of it. You know? Is there is there a sense of disappointment from the All Ireland semi final of that year? There'd be a huge disappointment. I like, can even talking to Damien and a few of the guys after it, and you know if, until even this day, uh, it's really definitely an All Ireland final that we should have got to. Um, we didn't handle it right. We didn't probably make the changes that we should have been doing. And hindsight is a wonderful thing, but. You know, when you were in a bit of bother, and Cahill got the goal at a great time going in at half time, with massive support. Like, I've never heard a roar like it in my life, like when we came onto the field. But to me, it's an All Ireland. I'm not saying we'd have won the All Ireland. I think if we got there, I'd say we had a huge chance. But we had a massive chance to get into an All Ireland final, and we, and we didn't take it. Was, was it lack of preparation? Was it too much celebration? No, or absolutely not. We were ready for it. Um, I'd say tactically we got a wee bit wrong from the point of view that you know we had one or two guys that were giving us bother and we didn't make the change Indeed. to move it and, and, and like we spoke about it at halftime and I said look at we need to just get someone on 
be another and stop them like they're running right there or corner forward and we need to stop them and you know I think if we could and we had the people to do that like just they move Damien back they can mm-hmm. natural back and you know and it'll always be a huge regret that we didn't get to the Ryan final I think I think we'd have shook her if we had to get there and it's a it was like it's a major major disappointment for me anyway you know it's, a, it's one that definitely got away in my opinion definitely so you you also had a great career you've played for Ulster in the Railway Cup a, a lot of times What what's your views on the Railway Cup and the Interprovincials is it it seemed to be a bigger deal years ago. Ah, it's a great deal, Damien. And, and uh, you know, people say that it should be done away, but uh, I think if you could get something into the calendar that it gets people to go to, because uh, it's absolutely a fantastic tournament. It's surely massive to represent and meet up with those guys and play for Ulster and be involved. And it, and it happened in my career that it happened at a great time that the Ireland or the Ulster was just over, and you move straight into it then. Yeah. And also the club wasn't conflicting with it at all. And, you know, you met, you know, I, I remember, like, Darren was after winning all Ireland, Donegal, Derry, all those guys after winning when we were linking up. We used to link up down in, in Ahur, in Tyrone. We, that's what was our central point for training. Oh, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. I hate to see it go from a player point of view for the enjoyment I got to have it. Absolutely, massively enjoyable years. With it. And McIniff was absolutely great. He deserves great credit for the way he handled it and like he was very successful with, with the Ulster teams, him and Art McGrory. Yeah, extremely dominant mm. for, for a lot of yeah. years throughout yeah. the late 80s and 90s. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you also represented Ireland at, at International Rules, I think it was 87, was it? 87, yes. What was that experience like? Uh, that was Any scars? <laughs> no, that was something that, you know, you know uh, at that time it was compulsory to which was never heard of to wear a gum shield but like after the first game you'd actually know why it was compulsory <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah but look at I was kind of half protected in my game with uh, Gilligan and, and a few lads a big Pat Bourne fella from Wicklow and like really really strong strong men but it, it, to be with them it was, it was an absolutely brilliant experience um, and I suppose like people doesn't realise the characters and they probably don't give him the credit he gets to Pat Spillane on the Sunday game because he is controversial and that but Pat Spillane was just hilarious and really really good fun on the panel and he actually kept it alive and we, we stayed in the Ashton Hotel pre the game in Crow Park and like we're sitting in the lobby obviously there was no drinking no nothing Pat Spillane was so funny and kept the thing going and I, and I always remember those gigs from him, you know, and the, the Greg Blaney that you think was very quiet, and McGilligan and th- those guys, like we had really, really good times. I have to say, and was there much preparation for that? The serious training, was, the trials was unbelievable. Like uh, it was a stamina run that you were doing that time as well, you know, um, and it was Noel McCaffrey. Uh, if you remember, Noel McCaffrey used to play for Dublin. Like you know, you wouldn't catch him in the car. Right. He was unreal. It's just, it just. Uh, uh, no wonder Jack's the way he is <laughs> at the yeah. minute in the present day but yeah the, the stamina running was a huge thing and you, you had to do an awful lot of that obviously the feeling was a benefit to me yeah. because you know you were getting the mark that time and it probably helped me to get there and like, Jim Riley was on it that same year as well but you know Jim had the ability to play any place and you know he was super fit and could run with the ball at the time you know but the, yeah it was, you needed a bit of strength and a, a bit of a bit to you to be honest but 
Like, it was unbelievable. They were great athletes. Like, it's un- you know, it's, it's an education for me anyway. Like, I was, a, I was just, a, you know, dropping the ocean to the big boys that I was with that time. You know. Yeah, but it was still some some career you you had throughout the the eighteen years mm. with Cavan. Go, going on to the club just very quickly. You had. Am I right in saying two intermediates, one junior, or was it one intermediate, one junior? Uh, two no, we had two intermediate, one two intermediates, two intermediates, yeah, two intermediates and a junior, yeah. What years yeah. were those? No, you have me there. Uh, eighty six and intermediates, uh, eighty three, I think, was the junior, eighty six, and ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, eighty three, eighty six, and ninety one. Yeah. All brilliant. To I suppose maybe in the years that you were playing with Cavan and not having the success to have the club there to go back to meant a lot. Yeah, but I have to say the club was fantastic. Yeah. Like we were winning league after league after league, and like we were really, really great team, and we were caught twice on the hop court. Caught us one year; it was the year down it started really in the junior championship. Um, you know, we were probably one the twenty to beat Corla, but Corla was far the better team on the day and deservedly beat us. But we were we could never get that championship win. Like we were been junior so long with really good teams, yeah. and we're always caught for some reason. Then when we got that monkey off our back, won the junior, we were winning, still winning leagues, Division 2 and 3 leagues, and we eventually broke it then in 86, winning the intermediate, and, and it progressed from there. But like I had the luxury of playing with Cavan, but I never missed a, a club match. League or championship, we were always allowed to go back, and it was, it was, it was just continuous football, which is great. But at that time, it, it was great to go back with your club, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that Sunday and Sunday afternoon was a special day with your club, you know, there was... Um, all of something to do after it like it was a home or away game and yeah I, I, I said the club was a fantastic time for me it's it's almost it's changed now that a county footballer doesn't seem to have the same connection with the clubs due to the level of effort and commitment that he has to mm. put in to be a county footballer yeah I, I think it's, it's wrong is the wrong word to use but I think it's not proper the way it's been handled at the minute like I know it's a different, but if you listen to Brian Cody and, and all these guys, like they let their players go back to their clubs to a certain extent, and you read the media every day now, it really is all about like what's happening to the club player, and I think someone's going to have to take a noose and, and, and just stop. To me, what's going on is really too much, because we are amateurs, and ho- hopefully we'll stay that way in a, in a great, it's a national sport, but you know, the emphasis on, on this training six and seven days a week is wrong. I've read up a bit on it, and there is actual literature saying you need rest days. And at the minute, I can't see where these guys are getting their rest days. Mm-hmm. Like that, that bit doesn't make sense to me. And you know, I suppose Cavan and Tyrone. I just use this as an example. The league matches is called off in Cavan. Whatever that really does matter prior to them playing Tyrone. In my opinion, them young lads should have been let back to the club. Number one less pressure number two they get back they get a clap in the back well done promoted this that and the opposition the same after it gives them a little bit of a lift the whole thing was cleared as well with Terry and the management so I really feel sorry for the fixtures committee that the match wasn't played but I'm only using that as an example yeah. I don't think there's any reason and, and I also think those are challenge to me as paramount I think it's, Cavan should really leave no stone unturned to win an Ulster Senior Championship and I think that 15 days prior to it that all players should be honed in there. That panel gets everything. But prior to that, there's no need for more. And if the wind does, God bless you, yeah, another 15, no problem. Yeah. But this thing of going a month without having county players, it really doesn't make sense to me, Damien. And it, it never happened. I don't see the sense of why we can't play a, a full round of league matches a month before Cavan plays 
first round of the championship. And I, I think we're getting caught up too much. In, and, and in fairness, the commitment these guys are given to play county football, you've got to hand it to them. It's a serious commitment. really is a serious commitment. It's no part-time occupation anymore. It's a full-time job. Yeah, it's, it's a full-time job. And, you know, you hear lads training and, and having something to eat in Cavan and going back and maybe not getting to a park in Dublin at maybe 12 o'clock and they're expected to be in the gym that morning at 7. Like, that doesn't make sense to me to be after training I'm back in Dublin and been in the gym now. I don't know if it's still going on or not. Um, but the you rest know, period isn't there. It doesn't seem to be there. It doesn't seem to be there. And as I say, even going back to your club, it'll freshen you up. It'll you know, and look at we've got to be honest as well. I would say there's twelve slash maybe fifteen, eighteen players not even playing any football because they're not playing for Cavan or they're not playing for their club. And I think that needs to be addressed in a major way that, you know, these guys get football. They're not just training, sitting on the bench, or even worse, not being allowed to go out because of the rules within the 26-man rule or something like that. And that's a difficult thing. And fair play to them young lads, they keep at and keep at. But I think they should definitely be released to play with their club or get some form of football training so hard and not getting kicking the ball in a competitive game doesn't make sense yeah I have to agree with you on that mm. I think it is it's farcical that a lad who's not getting game time with the county still can't get game time with his club but then clubs then and their selfish maybe desires kick in and if Kilishandra's county man is allowed to play but Drummolee's county man isn't because he started then Drummolee starts kicking up and the, the clubs maybe need to look at taken back that as you said at the very start winning isn't absolutely everything No they probably need to have a look at it as well you know if your county player is lucky enough to be on the first 15 or first 21 and the guy that you're playing is in the first 30 like you know it's that's it unfortunately that's it but that shouldn't stop the game from going ahead but the, probably the right thing to do on that I would let them all play Damien there's no need to be calling off matches when you're playing a league match next Sunday yeah. as I said previously Championship is paramount, and Cavan can always win an Ulster Championship. That's you know it's a minefield. So Cavan to me can always win the Ulster title. Yeah, you know it mightn't look like that, but it, it actually can happen. You know you've seen Fermanagh get the finals, and that's no respect to them. They're well capable of getting there. So Antrim, everybody can get to a final, and if you get to a final, you can win it. Mm. Now obviously Tyrone, Zaman, and Donegal are looked at as you know they're going to be winning, but I can guarantee you Cavan are going to be there or thereabouts. So it's paramount that they get every time to work on that but this thing a calling off match because we're playing in a league match or whatever it, that doesn't stand to reason that I, I, you know we don't need the 26 man pan there I think all 30 or 40 should be allowed to play with their clubs completely agree what mm. we'll do is take a very quick commercial break but come back to us and we'll be talking to Stephen King about the upcoming Ulster Championship where Calvin will be taking on Armagh looking for somewhere for a post-match point to catch up on the crack and discuss the game why not call in to Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town. The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop in to Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. 
Welcome back, folks. As I said earlier, we're delighted to be joined by Stephen King, former Cavan footballer and uh, Killish, proud Killishandra man. Moving on to, to the current Cavan crop of players and, and squad. Going back a good few years, you were involved in some of these lads' development, being manager of County on the 15s and on the 16 squads. So you'd have seen a lot of them coming through, but you have to be delighted with some of the talent we have coming through in Cavan. Uh, yeah, look, at the, the talent coming through has, has been phenomenal, uh, and that's been proved by the success of the under 21s and that. Um, you know, I think this particular crop. Uh, I would have to say there's no point in hedging it I'd be disappointed with their form of play up until now because I, I felt we're too defensive um, and now we've developed it that we are offensive and defensive and I think we're playing a lovely brand of football I think the Galway match was a joy to watch from both sides mm. um, it got us promoted but we won or two games in the league that I thoroughly enjoyed because the, the f- football was free and open you know, we thought we were going to be trashed in Mead and we had a new team in the second half. Then we played Galway in what I thought was a fantastic game, leashing between all open football. The scoreboard, to me, told me what Cavan was about, really. You know, we had freshened up. We weren't 9 and 10 points and maybe hoping to win it here and, you know, the minute it breaks down, they had 10 men back. We have developed now that we can attack and defend and I think it's a joy to watch. And we have two or three classy individuals on the team as well what do you think the change within the Cavan setup has been some people are saying that well the management has realised and changed the structure others are saying that it was always the same structure but we just hadn't the personnel in the forward line before now we have what's your opinion on it Where, what's the change um, I probably you know I suppose you need to be in there to, to probably answer that, that correctly um, I think they, they've developed I think Kevin Downs known him and that he would be open to attacking football and defend Admiral as well. Uh, but we say this year you, you have David back, David Givney back, you know, Eugene back. Uh, there's a tall person. Who's the tall person? Shawnee's back. Uh, you know, you, 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 they have strengthened it. You know, there are three lads that would be getting on the 15. So when they're missing, that's a 50 year team gone, really, you know. Yeah. So you have a target man now and David if you want to use it. Like Gary McKernan is playing out of his skin. Uh, he's having one. Young McVitie is excellent. You know, so I just think that they know now that if to get the ball into Gibney, he is well capable of winning. Like he did extremely well in the three or four league matches when the ball went into him, and obviously feed it off to another or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's phenomenal to have size in a forward line because you can you can vary the type of ball you put in, whether it be in front of him, above him, to his left, to his right. He has a better chance of winning it than a small man. Yeah, and I. That'd be my game completely. I suppose the best people that I have seen doing that, and I think the one on Ireland. But look at that—the players do it. If you remember our man, with Ronan, Ronan Clark at full forward, the McDonald in one corner, Marsden probably coming out the other, and really the putting diagonal ball in all the time. Yeah. But it was the fact that Ronan Clark and Stevie that actually could win. It didn't matter if it came in high or low. Mm. Do you know? And we have David there and Eugene Keaton. In fairness, it doesn't really matter, but what's happening this year is they're actually letting that ball in yeah. previous to this that same team weren't letting the ball in maybe they hadn't the people to let it into but I always thought Nile McDermott on his day could win his own ball mm. you know and feed yeah. out and, and also they, they can kick scores like Garrow McVitie like there's an awful lot of players on the scoreboard in three or four league matches it wasn't one or two players yeah 
Yeah, huge spread. Do you know, and, and spread. You know, people are talking to Shawnee, but like they, they won the golden match with a high scoring game and no Shawnee. Yeah, Do you know, so that just proves that you know they, they have the talent. It's not just it's not it's no one man is no, absolutely it. not no. Looking at the 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 target I suppose this year for Cavan was promotion and and they ticked that box and they go forward into playing Division One football. You played a lot of Division One mm. football. How big of a jump is it? What what have these boys got to expect for next year? I, I think it's a big jump, but I think it's the right jump. I I think that. To me, the Gorman match was the pinnacle that you got promoted to Division 1. The Division uh, 2 final was absolutely great to get to Crow Park, and there's a bit of silverware to be won, but, you know, it was pre that to me was when the work was done. The silverware would have been an absolute bonus. absolutely love to beat their own and, and win that. Um, I, I just feel that, you know, we're starting to go places. I, I think it's going to work out for them. Um can they, can they compete with the Dublins, the Kerrys? Yeah, I suppose to answer your question truthfully, I would love to see Cavan get a nice draw and maybe get the Dubs, we'd say, for an example, to Breffney Park. Um, maybe get Kerry to Breffney, something like that. And then pick up, if you can, the other points. And obviously you're, you're going to have three or four games away. But you're going to be able to match those common, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. you're going to be able to match, but obviously Dublin carry a few teams like that. Yeah, they're, they're going to be difficult. But I think the league is a different animal altogether, and, and Jim Gavin has, has probably shown that as well. He has played 37 something players. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So you may be lucky enough that you may get a run at them. Like a couple of teams got close to them, Mayo got close to them, Roscommon got close-ish, but you know, you may... Come semi-final, Dublin put on a different face and mm-hmm. there was no more experiment and it, it was go out and be ruthless and, and they easily dealt with with the semi-final and Kerry in the final. Yeah, there's such a depth of talent, I mean, it's just, you know, it's phenomenal and as I say, he used the players right through the league and he, he found what he wanted but I'd still say he had his 20-25 players in the back of his mind that he used then as you say from semi-final on and uh, you know they're just they're a phenomenal team they've huge pace but if you read which I read a lot about is what the players say and how they're adapting to it is you know that, that you know there's no complacency if you're complacent Jim won't pick you but he has that he has that you know he has the courage number one but he has the players that he can make that call. He has that luxury is the word I'm looking for. That's, that's exactly you know. it. Looking ahead to the Armagh game Sunday week, Kingspan Breffney Park, um, Cavan giving Armagh such a tanking, I suppose, in, in the league. Is it going to be, are we, are we waiting here to be knocked over? I don't think so, then because uh, it's that much out there at the minute that, you know, they're not going to do the same as they've done in the league. Cavan's going to be very much aware of that. Um, I honestly think Cavan will win this Pulling up is the wrong word, but I think they'll, they'll probably win it by five or six points. A uh, couple of reasons for that. Cavan are going well. They have a good panel at the minute. I think they should be injury-free, but maybe in the morning I'll be told or not. But, you know, they should be injury-free. And also, I don't see where McGinney is going to get the players, and that's with the height respect for all the players he has, but I believe DS is injured, and I don't know where he's going to get the new players that's going to put up a threat to Cavan. Now, Obviously, the Ulster Championship is a minefield. and can happen. But, you know, on the basis of what we've seen in 2016 so far, like Cavan are five or six points a better team, the heavy championship or not. Yeah, look, looking ahead and, and maybe going on the assumption that Tyrone beat Derry, how do you, how would you see a semi-final going? Believe it or not, I hope I don't give them... If Cavan, which will be thrown, uh, beat Armagh, I actually fancy them to beat Tyrone. 
I think the, I'm not saying the result it wouldn't matter whether you won or lost against Throne and the fact that you played Throne in the league final a very competitive game you know Mickey Hart there's no hiding or no not showing your hand he's not that type of guy so the management and everybody the players actually really know what Throne is about they played them in Crow Park to me it was a championship game for Throne and Cavan and I, I think they'll, they'll be more or better set up to play Throne I, I actually do fancy Cavan to beat Throne if they meet them that's right. how confident not that has been overconfident but I just feel that you know if there was ever a time to catch them that would be the time this is it and, and, and so then that leads on into potentially also final are this Cavan team good enough to win an Ulster Championship that's you probably it's hard to really say yeah you wouldn't think so because of Tyrone beating them in what I thought was a Championship final but I, I feel that you know Donegal Monaghan that end of it we don't know enough about them at this stage but I think if you get to a final, that be a club final or an Ulster final or any kind of a final, you definitely have the potential to win it. Yeah, you always have it. Always have it. Always have it. Well, Stephen, thanks very much for taking the time to talk. It was absolutely brilliant uh, discussing football, which as it always is. And look, at we we uh, wish Kilishandra the best. Look, I know it's going to be a big blow this year. Declan may be going away. Declan may be going away, yeah. Darrett uh, back though? No, Darrett's away for two years, so two we've years. been depleted and fortunately the numbers in Kilishandra aren't high and that's it. We just have to play the hand of our delt and we have nothing and we just soldier on and for it. Keep going. I suppose before I do let you go, I was meant to mention it, another joyous occasion had to be when you were managing Kilishandra to win that intermediate. Ah, yeah, well, great bit of luck. We won a junior, a junior championship and a, and a league, and then we went to the intermediate championship and league. But they were really special because you, you, have a, you had a bunch of young lads that, you know, talk with a smile in the guy's face. Like They were really, really delighted. And that has brought them on in leaps and bounds. I know I was lucky enough to be over there. You know, you can have all the managers in the world, but you need the material as well. And we just happened to have a crop at the right time, and it paid off. Now, we got it our gut to beat Sherco. Like, at half time, like, we were in bother. But, you know, we, we got there in the end, and it was a fantastic result. But as I say, it's all about the, having the material, and we just happened to have a, a good bunch at the right time. It definitely did. Well, look, it was well-deserved anyway. And uh, as, as any man who ever met you would say, you deserve all the victories you've ever, ever got. So, Stephen, thanks very much for talking to us on wearecavan.com. Do you need insurance for your business? Why not contact the experts at BBI Ireland and join the winning team situated at Town Hall Street, Cavan. For all your property, farm and business needs, make BBI Ireland your first choice. Log on to bbiireland.ie or contact Anthony Ford or Desi Smith in Cavan on 049 433 Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. 